0: Ovechkin storming in, Alexander Ovechkin, curl and drag to the backhand, he scores!
1: Simply sensational!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by the usual crew. Jake, Joey, and Will. Today we have another special guest, Tyler Byrum, an associate editor and writer at NBC Sports Washington, in addition to being a freelance play-by-play announcer in the DMV area. Along with being at NBC Sports Washington for over five years, Tyler was an assistant broadcast director and play-by-play announcer at George Mason, a content manager at the Washington DC Current, and is the current play-by-play announcer for George Washington Athletics. Tyler, how are you doing?
2: i'm doing good you guys get like a hold of my resume or something oh i
0: was uh, on your linkedin profile baby
2: (laughs) okay yeah because you you went through everything pretty pretty thorough there um but yeah thanks for having me guys uh love the name of the podcast like literally every time i see those commercials it geeks me out um (laughs) thank you but yeah great great to be on talk some caps hockey let's go oh yeah all right so uh
0: so you write articles for nbc sports washington uh what's that like and um everyone wants to know how you first got started there because obviously it's such a, you know, great company and such.
2: Yeah. It's uh my story is interesting. And I think around the industry, everybody's story is kind of different and weird. And honestly, some people are probably going to be mad at my story. Um, I work, I undergrad at George Mason. Um, and then I was just kind of, I, when I was assistant director there, that wasn't a full-time position. So I was doing there what I could getting as many hours as I can. And then I was running blogs on the side. I did one for uh George Mason basketball. And then also I did one for ultimate Frisbee, which is a sport I played. And I'm also like semi big into following. Um, and somehow some way I didn't even apply for a job. The editor at the time got a hand on my resume. I don't know how it was passed. on. I, I think I know now, but I don't want to like, I don't want to have a pretty good in. resume if I'm (laughs) it's gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Um, but at the time I, they just asked me if I wanted to come in and do some like part-time hours, like 10 to 20 hours a week, uh, what we call like a digital desk producing, which is just kind of a jack of all trades type of person that does a little bit of everything, social media and whatnot. Um, went in, crushed the interview started in two weeks. So hell yeah. It's a weird story, um, but it works. And then three years later, yes, three years later, uh, I applied for one of the full-time roles and got that. So that's my ABCSW story. Um, great being there. Great having so much access to the Capitals and the Wizards and just being very close with those teams. Obviously, we have some affiliation with the Washington football team as well. Um, but just being – That's it, not being, as fun, is it? <laughs> that's not as fun. It's getting – Hey, 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 better. we won today, right? <laughs> um. But yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it's just great being in that access, knowing what's coming, all the fun stuff that the teams are preparing for, and just knowing that we can, we can go a little bit more in depth than what other publications do because we know we're essentially an extension of the team, and that we can really give fans and readers the nitty gritty of stories that you may not see in the Washington Post or other publications in the D.C. area. Nice man. Um- So assuming, you know, you've written a lot of
3: articles for NBC Sports Washington, um, what has your personal favorite article you've written
2: been, and can you tell us more about that? Oh, man, for the past, like, (laughs) until recently, for like a year, I kind of did feature writing a little bit for the website. Um, And one of the features I did was actually on a a George Mason baseball coach, and he had, he's been with the team for 35 seasons. And that's kind of why I wrote it, because they were (laughs) celebrating that um and he had like a ton of like fantastic stories to tell i kind of knew him beforehand so the ice had kind of already been broken yeah I but like one of my favorite stories from him is uh so it was his thousandth win story yeah, they were down like a tournament in like the carolinas he and his team or he thought he was playing for win. he didn't know it at the time but it was like win number 999 and then the team did not celebrate or do anything. They won the game. Everyone went back and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself to a nice dinner, goes to a local restaurant, seafood restaurant, gets sick. And he like he's late for the first game, doesn't think he'll be able to make it, but he comes out and he's like sitting on a bucket. And that's a reference to, I, I don't know how you guys are familiar to it without divulging what it is, but he was sitting on a yeah. bucket for the whole game and, with food poisoning. And then that was actually win number 1,000. <laughs> and the team's like cheering he's like guys i just want to go back to the hotel (laughs) um but yeah that's probably my favorite story probably like a clash of the things that i do or i did um and then also probably one of the better pieces of that i've written
4: yeah that's really sick man um we know you cover yeah so you know we cover uh you cover basketball obviously WNBA with the washington mystics um what are your favorite topics to write about? Like, what are the bet? Like, is it just WBA stuff with the Mystics, or is there other stuff you like to write about personally that makes you really excited for it and stuff like that?
2: Uh, I really enjoy college basketball. That's kind of what I would consider my forte. Um, it comes and goes with guys. I mean, we have so much focus on the capitals and wizards that we have to make sure all of our, our all of our stuff's buttoned up in that capacity. So I do it when I can. Um, but just kind of like being able to, be so involved with all these teams and be able to write stories that people might not be thinking about. Um, just cause you're inundated in it. I mean, it's the conversation we have all the time of just like, there's so much information that we know that we just, we assume that everyone else knows. And when news comes by, everyone freaks out and we're kind of like reminded like, Oh yeah, like not everybody lives 24 seven in this world. Um, so I think writing those kind of stories is really cool, really fun. Um, like I did one recently on, uh, the Wizards and their three first round picks recently, I know we're getting away from caps, but their three first round picks and with all their new players that they're coming in. Ironically, all their young players had to really perform this season because the way their contracts were going to go that if they didn't perform they were going to get shut down the roster so it's just a little kind of inside story that isn't just like overarching scope of the team and how they're doing it that makes sense.
0: For the first time in a really long time, it's actually enjoyable to talk about the Wizards right now. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) that's nice.
4: They don't suck anymore. It's great.
2: (laughs) It's it's so funny at work. Used to, it was like, now officially, we all love covering every single game. But, real talk, for a while, it was like everyone was hoping to work Capitals game nights because those are the more entertaining games. And the Caps like went on like a lull for a little bit. They kept losing in overtime, and then all of a sudden the Wizards were Shocker. winning like big games and he was like oh you know what the Wizards games are really fun now to be working those nights the Caps are still
0: in that lull of losing overtime
2: games <laughs>
1: they're just slow dude and they don't play McMichael but yeah um yeah. so uh have you had any like individual like memorable or interesting interactions with Cap players uh, or, or Caps players uh, in your time as a writer and how uh, like, what would like, be the most memorable interaction you've had as a, like while you were a writer, while you're a sports writer?
2: There was, so I've been to like, I think two caps games that I've covered. I obviously do a lot of stuff kind of remotely and we only send, uh, I think you guys know JJ Reagan and now Andrew Gillis to games for the most part. Um, but I've been to two on kind of filling situations. That was so long ago. I didn't even go into the press rooms. Um, I was actually a Georgetown basketball game that I was there and I think I like kind of walked by John Carlson and I didn't know it at the time. And I mean, John Carlson's kind of like a normal looking dude. He doesn't really kind of like stand out that much. In my opinion, just if he's, if he's not wearing like full on hockey gear and whatnot, just an average Joe wearing a sweatshirt and (laughs) jeans. And I was like, wait a minute, I think that's Carlson. And then he looked back at me and then just like dove into the stairwell. (laughs) <laughs> so that, that's like my only story it's kind of lame but and it was at a georgetown basketball game of all things but that's the one that's i got a
4: georgetown basketball enthusiast john carlson <laughs>
2: <laughs> carlson
0: does just look like a normal like yeah guy. he does look <laughs> like a normal guy
4: he just doesn't do anything special just like, he yeah, always looks, looks
1: like, like, like he's like <laughs> a little lost like he's got like that look he's like like kind of just <laughs> out there i don't know what yeah did you
4: know on the ice he looks the exact same
1: Hey, mm. hey, hey, hey! Right. No Carlson slander after that wheelhouse pass yesterday. Two point,
3: right. two point night last night, right? Yeah.
4: Man, Seth Jones leads all defenseman winning points. That doesn't mean he's good. Does he actually? <laughs> I'm right now, sure he
3: does. really? Oh my god! Pass you guys, last
0: did you guys see that beautiful assist that he had to Kyler Yamamoto That's what yesterday? He leads. He leads the league in for. Def- I mean, points for defenders because he assists the other team twice a game.
4: A Jones assisted Kyler Yamamoto was just the one on the wrong team. Because Caleb is on the Caleb is on the Oilers, right? Caleb Jones. I said Kyler. No, I said Caleb Jones because Caleb Jones on the oh. Oilers. That's the brother of Seth. Brother
0: no, he's on. He's on the Blackhawks too now. Caleb. They both got. They Boy, both gosh. went there this off season.
4: They were. He was never that good. So.
0: Yeah. So, uh, are we on, um, so other than your, uh, you know, your cool John Carlson story, uh, are there any, um, other cool stories that you have just from, uh, your time working at NBC sports, Washington?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would call that Carlson one cool, but (laughs) I, I, I think he was there. Uh, I was, so I was at the mystics when they won their championship. That was pretty fun. I was out there on the court just trying to capture the moment and whatnot. That's that's probably one of the coolest things, being able to be involved in that championship. I wasn't physically there for the Caps parade, but being able to cover the Caps parade and just be involved in that moment and just, I I think also I could speak for a lot of people just being in the area when that happened for the parade. I think that was probably one of my, I mean, like anything, anything we did writing about the Caps, it was like, gold for us it was like somebody chugged something now they're diving into fountains now they're (laughs) going into bars into clubs singing karaoke it's like anything we did was just like gold and everybody loved it. and everyone bought into it and it was just it was so fun to just i don't know be immersed even in like as a because i mean the reason why we all anyone any sports reporter that says they aren't a fan of sports is lying to you but just seen all of that happen and the culmination of so many things and so many factors in dc sports that was just that was awesome
3: yeah obviously the pandemic and covid has you know affected all of us but what did it affect being a reporter and a sports
2: writer um when that first hit what was like different about it uh well when there was no sports that was brutal um yeah. We were, I mean, it was funny. We kind of had like a couple planning meetings. I'm like, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Kind of what are some maybe stories that we didn't have time for beforehand? Now we have all the time in the world to do. And then we like churned them out for like three weeks straight. And then all of a sudden we had nothing to to do. We didn't realize how long it was going to be. Our boss was like, "Eh, two weeks, we're going to be back in the office. Everything's going to be back to normal. Um, The biggest adjustment overall has definitely been at least covering the mystics and I'm sure a lot of other people can relate was just the, not the lack of in-person access or the restricted in-person access. I mean, you can't just go up to like a locker and be like, get that one-on-one conversations and just talk to players. And I mean, all all this, this business is all about just at least for reporters, being able to have those connections with players. And that's beyond what you can do in a, a zoom press conference. You go up, you ask like how their family's doing, how's their wife, how's their kid, Oh yeah, you had a birthday last week. How was that? Just create that bond so that when you ask the tough questions, they're there and just not being able to kind of create those bonds and it's like waves of players come and go and you just never create those bonds and you kind of miss out on so many stories that you can write about. Um that that was the kind of the biggest adjustment. And also for me too, just like watching games on TV, it's to me it's so different covering a game watching TV than being there. Um seeing what's going on the nitty gritty of whatnot i mean i the one thing i say is like especially with us having joe b and locker i mean they're great they're pretty thorough and they don't miss a beat but it's just like sometimes when like announcers aren't there and they can't see everything either that there there are some things that get missed um that you see after the fact from like fans that were there or other reporters that had limited access so those are kind of the two biggest things for me
4: yeah, I would imagine that's pretty tough because you basically just like go from being like, oh, everybody's like next to each other and talking and stuff. And it's all of a sudden it's like you can't be within six foot of a person and you can't see anything. And it's like that would just I think like the sports world is the one where it's like you can't get away with that because it's like all the interaction stuff you you see every day being a reporter. It's like you losing that is just like it's so tough because it's like you can't. All the best. Some of the best stories, are like stories when people are like behind the scenes, they see stuff you can't really get on camera yep. because you don't have the time to get one out, or they're not there. And you're just like, I got to write this down and tell somebody because they're so cool. Like all the stories about how like you know all the stuff happening when the Capitals were celebrating, the Mystics or the Nationals um, when they were celebrating and stuff. It's crazy. It's it's uh, it's really weird that like we're just now starting to get that back, and it's like it's still pretty restrictive at times because of certain places having different restrictions like ottawa the fact that they've like not played hockey for over a week because of their covid shutdown
2: yeah it's it's getting better i mean the access is getting better the one thing of course i'm worried about is like will the access ever be what it was i mean this is a great opportunity for leagues to be like oh you know what you guys don't need to be in the locker room anymore let's just have press conferences and it's like that's not what we want but, I mean, you, you never know which te- which leagues kind of overstep and have control. I mean, I know a lot of NFL reporters are con- concerned about it too because the NFL is just so powerful that if they said, hey, you don't have any locker room access, you know what, it doesn't matter. Everyone's still going to consume it the same. Everybody's going to be able to get stories. It's just those stories might be limited to the Adam Shafters, the Dan Grazianos, those big-time reporters, not your local beat people.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's all the individual questions we have for you, so we're now going to go ahead and talk about this week of Capitals Hockey, which was, you know, it was cool. Uh, first, More fun than
2: me, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, it was interesting. It was really interesting. Um, first up, I think it was Tuesday, correct? When did the they play Ducks. Anything? Tuesday, they played the Ducks. They uh, lost it over time. Um, we did get to see some pretty cool stuff. Tom Wilson scored again, but uh, Trevor Zegras is pretty good and the Ducks are starting to actually be pretty good. And in a division like the Pacific, there's a good chance they could sneak in as like the third divisional team considering Vegas is still very injured and the rest of their team is kind of awful. Um, then we have – we played the Kings the next night, and basically nobody had any hope for this game. Um, I kind of just went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and uh, apparently he got a shutout. Garnett Hathaway had two goals, and he's all of a sudden our third-leading goal scorer, which I didn't see coming Wait. in this year but um you yeah know, it's we are missing
1: you know everybody. everyone who we're was gonna be the everybody. third leading we're goal scorers so.
4: um but against the sharks we got tj oshi and nick dow back two very important pieces we didn't and get Dow back yeah we did he played yesterday um did he and, yep and yeah. we won for nothing ovechkin had two goals and then who was the other guy who scored uh connor Sheary had two goals, you know. harry had two
0: goals. yeah the guy who you were listen i don't care i don't
4: care I don't care. You're he's right. He did get dad back? Taking he had no away sick. the valuable power play minutes from guys like Sprong and McMichael, and he just gives a he gives a reason for a lot of that to be like, yeah, old people are better, which I know is going to cost us at some point. This I season. agree
1: with McMichael, but I don't know about Sprong and the power play. So Sprong strikes me as a as a rush player. I don't think he's your kind of power play guy.
4: He has a really but, good shot. I would well, definitely... yeah,
1: yeah, but. If you, who, who's shooting on the power play? You've got Ovechkin in the circle. You've got Carlson. Carlson. You don't really Oshin, need another yeah, shooter. Yeah, you've got usually Oshie like, in the little slot position, and then you want Kuznetsov and hopefully Backstrom when he's back. But as now, who plays that down low right now? Is that Sherry?
4: Yeah, no, yeah. I think...
0: Plus, Sprong's also a righty, so it wouldn't make sense to put him on that side on the power play.
1: Yeah, I don't think Sprong belongs on the power play.
4: I don't think Sherry Like does.
0: McMichael or Sherry are both lefties. I like
4: McMichael you know, so they uh, on, on the power play. Sherry belongs to the power play, but we are now what? 20 games in the season He's still on it. So Sherry's scoring Let's... like every game now since he uh, said Sherry that. Doesn't so count, not the power play. Um, Once
1: Backstrom comes back, well, problems are solved. Um
4: but yeah, I think overall this is like this has been a pretty good week. Uh the NHL has us ranked as the fourth best team in the league. NHL.com has us ranked as the fourth best team in the league. Uh Honestly, Tyler, how legit do you think the Capitals are this season? We haven't talked to you at all. How how do, how have you liked this Joe, season? We
0: barely talked about the games.
4: I mean, dude, I just recap them. Relax. And um, how do you think the team is doing this season? Obviously, you've seen like they've been injured. They've been missing their entire second lineup points of the season. Guys like Dowd, everybody. Like, what is your opinion on them? Because you have seen them. How how do you what do you think of the team?
2: I'm not going to be the first to say this, but I I think you kind of have to be a little impressed with their start so far. I mean, it's probably not the best, but I think at this point in the year, 18 games in and you've been able to get points in 16 of them winning 11, you got to be pretty, pretty pleased with that, especially with the age of this group. And I think you also have to be really encouraged with the play of the young guys that, you know, are going to be in the system and work themselves up in the next couple of years. Um, I mean, Obviously, I think everyone's kind of worried a little bit about Carolina, and I'm also a little worried about the Panthers with how they've been able to handle that coaching change. They still look really good.
1: You're worried about Carolina and the Panthers, you know, because NFL
2: joke, <laughs> NFL joke. No. you're right. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the the one thing, like they they're doing well. Alex Ovechkin's playing another phenomenal season arguably could be on pace for his best season of his career at, what is he now? 36 or something 36 like that. years old. Yeah. And I'm a little concerned that other guys aren't getting as involved scoring wise, but other than that, I mean, you had a very good spot of the season, very hot start. I think this is kind of like one of those old pre Stanley cup capitals teams where get out to a really hot start and you can kind of just cruise the rest of the way. Um, because I mean, at the NHL, it really doesn't matter that much if you win your division or get the first or second seed, whatever. So, just make the playoffs, get a favorable home field or home ice the first round, and then go from there.
4: Yeah, I feel you. Who do you think has been the most impressive of the young guys? Obviously, you named a few, but who do you think has been the most impressive? There's an there's probably an obvious answer, but like, who do you think?
2: Uh, you mean of the rookies? Yeah,
4: the young. Well, rookies, young guys, basically a mix. So some of them aren't like rookies, technically. Like Vanecek isn't a rookie, well, but he's still technically a young guy. So,
2: I mean, and I think we're going to talk about goalie talking a little bit. I mean, I like Vanecek. I think he's probably the most talented goaltender, at least in my opinion. I mean, obviously, there's some things you can nitpick in his game. Um, but I mean, Peter Laviolette threw him in, and he's like, basically, you're the number one guy this year. And for the most part, he's been fine. Um, I mean, obviously I think his rebounding, you can work on that, uh, how he can crowd pucks a little bit more there. Um, but I mean, Vanna my guy, I mean, Connor McMichael's also, I think really fun to watch. Um, but I don't know if he's necessarily where, I don't think we've necessarily seen everything from him. Um, but those are kind of like my two that I'm, I've, I've enjoyed watching at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree with what you said a couple of minutes ago. Um you know, obviously us as Cavs fans like to nitpick every single thing we do. And even if like, we're the number one team in the league at any given time, we're going to act like they're God awful. But yeah. The fact that NHL.com NHL.com believes in us that much and is ranking us the fourth best team in the league right now, not to mention being without like half of our team every night that, that, you know, that's impressive, you know, and like, if we're going to be honest, that's, you know you can't ask for much more than that, given the fact that we're without people like Mantha, who is a second line guy, Oshie up until yesterday, who's a second line guy. You know Dowd, who's obviously an important and crucial player in our team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Backstrom, who's our you know Nick Backstrom. So the fact the fact that we're doing as well as we are right now, obviously you know we don't want to keep losing in overtime every other game, but again silver lining in that is you get a point whereas if you lose in regulation you get nothing so you know there's a silver lining in that but I mean we say it every every episode now once until we have all of our guys back you know we got to look at the bright side and be happy that we're still doing this this well considering all of the people that we're missing so you know for me at least that that gives me a little bit of excitement and hope it's like okay, you know, we're doing this well without all of our important players minus, you know, obviously, like, our first-line guys. That makes me excited because it's like, oh, when they come back, I can't even imagine how that's going to go. But knowing that we're the Capitals, who knows? When they come back, we might go to dog shit. So, you know, you, n- you never really know. But, you know, part of me is excited for everyone else to come back because it's like, oh, we're doing this well without them. You know, how well are we going to do even better with them? So.
4: Well, now it's only you know, what? It's just Backstrom and out, That's it. That's the only
2: well, yeah, but I mean, Eller's
1: just oh, COVID, yeah. the oh, COVID oh, issues. Man, it's
4: COVID. That's not really. He's just got to get off the COVID. It's <laughs> to oh.
1: oh, if it's not that big of a.
3: No, yeah, I mean, you know, he's COVID just like no he's not deal. like fuck.
4: He didn't oh, break that's his fat. collarbone like goddamn Mantha did. I mean, he's just when out is, for a week or two.
3: Like, when is Baxter set to return? If there is a date set. I thought he would be back, back before no, Oshi, which is
4: really confusing. Like we're eighteen. He games. should be
3: back within a week or two, is what we
0: think.
4: But you never know. We keep saying that. It Keeps getting pushed back.
0: Yeah, we've we've been saying two weeks for like the last two weeks. So you know, you never know. We won't know until he's
1: actually. He didn't back.
4: go on the road trip, did he? He didn't.
1: Manta? No, no, no I don't no, think so. No, backstrom. No, no Manta.
4: Manta broke his collarbone. I don't know if it's be yeah, soon. I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> um, I will say, I think it doesn't matter whether they're um, injured or not. This start is phenomenal. I mean, if you yeah. have everybody, you're still really happy with where they're sitting right now. Yeah. I mean, I think given the situation, it's even more impressive. But if we had everybody and we were sitting at, I think we're what, like third in the league in points and, you know, you got to think about, I also always take those three on three losses with a grain of salt because come playoff time, that's not how things go. You're playing five on five. You're playing with the, you're playing Capitals hockey. Capitals hockey is five on five. Um, And, you know, obviously, hopefully it's going to be a good power play, but I'm not so worried about the three on three. I mean, it sucks. I want to see us score three on three and three on three is so fun to watch, but from just like the. You know, we're picking up enough points. We're, we're we're well within the playoff race. If we lose games three-on-three, three, I don't really care as long as, you know, they're looking good five-on-five. Five, they're looking good uh, in situations that they'll actually see in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. I mean, Speaking I, you of
0: five-on-five, five, Ovi at 36 years old is leading the league right now in 5v5 points, so that's another gonna, nice thing to think I, I, about. This is, I guess
1: this is a little early to mention this, but, like, what Ovech can... Okay, if you look at this league scoring race, at, at number one... You have Leon Dreisaitl, who is incredible and is having the season of his career, and plays with the number two guy, who is the most talented offensive hockey player in the history of mankind. I don't care. Gretzky, get out of here. Crosby, get out of here. I don't care about Lemieux. Connor McDavid is the most talented and most impressive offensive hockey talent ever, in my opinion. And then at number three, you have a 36-year-old Alex Ovechkin yeah <laughs> and it's a it's a the three real point best gap. and
4: most talented it's a three-point
1: <laughs> gap it's ridiculous it's i mean it just says so much it's, it's like, absurd i mean it's, i don't yeah. think he'll be able to keep the pace up but the fact that like he is playing like a heart candidate at 36 years old on an injured washington capitals team and he's not even relying on the power play like that is beyond yeah. ridiculous
4: yeah, I absolutely it, it, you. Oh, i'm absolutely
2: believe. sorry you got no, no no i was just gonna say and like Coming into this season, too, and I think, again, getting ahead of ourselves, but everyone was like, does Obi still have what it takes to put on some big seasons and catch Gretzky on his his contract that he currently has? And all those doubts are completely erased, and everyone's now, like, trying to bookmark their calendars on when, I mean, we're still, what, 150 goals away, but, I mean, everyone's, like, trying to make those early predictions and try and get ahead on the curve. I mean, a complete flip of the switch. I mean, he's not going to maintain this hot start. He's on pace for 62 goals this season at 36 years of age, and we're a, a, totally a. I think it's 45 right now goals.
1: No, it's it's it's. What? If you take just the season pace, it's like in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that that's what Blake Blake has. Blake it at. Blake's know, like, thing
1: is based that. on last season too.
0: Is it? Blake's okay.
1: Season. I talked to him about it.
0: Cause, yeah, because according to Blake right now, it's like 45 after his two goals last uh, screw night. Screw
1: Blake, 60.
4: 45. <laughs> what, well, we're 18 games in and he has 14? Yeah. That's some bullshit. It's, it's 62. It's 62. Yeah, yeah. it is. I, yeah, totally I mean,
2: he's, he's not going to score 62. I mean, I think – I think All right, right Tyler, I'm nice just to be yeah. on the show. Get the soundbite. Get the, sound
1: bite. Get the sound bite. When he scores like 65, <laughs> Scott we'll, Scott we'll said do he a we'll YouTube exactly like highlight video for OV. Right so, I
0: mean, <laughs> All right, Tyler, it was nice having you on the show. We're going to have to ask <laughs> you yeah, to leave now. Your <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, We've got the soundbite for the next one. There's buddy,
0: absolutely zero Ovechkin slander on the I
4: think here's the thing I want to say about Ovechkin is that if this pace keeps up, he absolutely wins the heart in my mind. I don't think there's anybody – I like I I don't give a shit what Connor McDavid does at this point. It's yeah. fucking expected. What Ovechkin Leon is doing, Dreis, I don't, I like don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. The Russians <laughs> like beat the Germans in the end, anyways. Yeah, you need to read your history. Um. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. All right. <laughs> By that logic, Eichel for MVP. No. Um. <laughs> I, I think Ovechkin. boy Terry's winning the heart? <laughs> I think Ovechkin is is simply doing something. I think he's currently on pace to have his best career season at thirty six. I don't think that's gonna happen because obviously one of the things that's happening is the assists are going up a lot.
1: Wow, we gotta say goodbye to Joey too. And that Ovechkin, is a, I'm not I'm saying he's a
4: fucking heart winner, Will. I'm not saying he's bad. Uh, I'm just I think yeah. that I think that he genuinely oh god, not this again. <laughs> not this again. Bro. I think he's genuinely oh, please, put up an incredible one of his best seasons. I think individually Ovechkin's best season will he that you could never top is season where he won. Ted Lindsay, Art Ross, Rocket Richard, and what was the last one? It was oh god. Oh, and the heart. I forgot the heart. All four of those trophies in the same season. That that no one I think has done that since him, and I don't think anybody will ever again possibly, because it's just an incredible. It that that's a season that's like unlike anything else. I think that was the two thousand nine two thousand ten season too, if I'm being correct. I don't know because that was your Backstrom scored a hundred too, but um. I just think it's insane how he's doing this. And also, like, he's doing this without the power play production he's used to. Like, he's only had, like, two power play goals this year.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, if he's doing this well in 5v5 and not really... Like, that's what everyone who's always... You know, all the Gretzky, like, big fanboys are like, even if Ovi breaks the record, Gretzky's still going to be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Ovi's only good on the power play. He relies on his signature shot on the power play. And it's like, all right, look at this year. He's almost 40 years old, and he leads the league in 5v5 points. He's obviously not relying on the power play right now because our power play sucks. So it's like, when we get Backstrom back, he's going to score more power play goals, right? So, like, if he's doing this in 5v5 and his normal power play production, that's going to be insane. Then maybe he will get 60 goals if, you know. But it's just crazy to think about. It's like... Like Will said, it's like, okay, you have the two best players in the league right now leading the league in in points. Over, I mean, McDavid and Drysdale. That's, you know, a lot of people pretty much everyone agrees on that right now. The two best players in the league are leading the league in points. They're both like 25. And then you have a 36 year old. It's like, it's not a fluke. He's been doing this for almost 20 years. So it's like that, that just says so much about him. It's like, Every like Tyler said, every single year we go into the season in the off season, all the esteemed sports writers, not Tyler, are like, not that you're not. A, I'm not saying I'm you're about not. To an say, you just fucking shit I'm saying me. the no, other. I get the problem. other <laughs> No, you, you get, he knows what I mean. All the all the other sports writers, not Tyler, are saying, "Oh, is Ovi burnt out? Oh, this is going to be the year that he stops and slows down. He's not going to be able to maintain his normal production. Just watch, Ovi's burnt out. The cap sucks." Then we get two weeks into that season and we're like, oh, I guess they were wrong. Ovechkin's still scoring goals. The Caps are still good. You know, it's like, Ovi's oh, like Tom Brady. He's going to play till he's like 60 years old if he wants to. I think right. the
4: scary thing is that, <laughs> like, realistically speaking, Ovechkin's kind of game is the fact that he's very good at finding the puck and, like, and just getting it into the, like, and not saying that's like, oh, like, but, like, literally think about that. Like, some players struggle with finding the puck and getting it the net. Carl Haglund but like like this dude has (laughs) made his whole career about (laughs) finding ways to just like get the puck into the net by any means necessary and the things that make him so dangerous are his shot and his physicality which his physicality is going to drop off a bit but his shot really should never like dip it should always be as good as it is because unless he like loses a little bit of power in it which it is powerful but the really dangerous thing is it's insanely accurate it's one of the most accurate shots in NHL history. It like one of probably the most accurate shot. I think there's a couple that like I think like it's it's not the most accurate but it's like top 3 easily. But Who like, would you argue um,
1: over him? I honestly think it's probably Covalchuk. the best.
4: I think Kovalchuk shots the most accurate in history. Kovalchuk can shoot that shit from anywhere and score. It's insane. <laughs> but I think How long that, did he last on the
0: caps? It's cause he was, like, he was thirty six, like
4: Obi six. I'm thirty six. I think well, he wasn't in top six minutes anyways. I think that it's insane that people are like, when's he gonna regress? I'm like, well, I mean, How do I, add my I don't know if he's ever number? gonna regress like to the way you he can regress is. after he gets. I think I, I think too. at some point he won't be like a fifty goal scorer, but I don't think he's gonna go to be like. Like what Yager was, where Yager was basically like, you know, 30 points a season. I think he's still going to be an, like a 50, 60 point season, like 30, 40 goal kind of guy. Because he's always going to find a way to get open like that because he's also incredibly smart and he knows where to be where the puck is. Like he's, he's a master at being like, on the power play, being like, alright, I'll just find the soft spots and when the puck gets to my stick, that shit's going top shelf. No one's stopping it. It's so easy for him to score and to be that like accurate and of course that insanely productive and yeah. and obviously it'll all come down to of course his teammates around him now because Nets are playing better that's probably a big reason why he's been good too um you know Wilson is getting better and better every single season it seems you know you've got Backstrom isn't regressing that much obviously his injury sucks but I, he hasn't really shown any regression either you would have Mantha now you have Oshie who also has played very well Carlson like it's gonna always come down to his teammates too I think the biggest reason a guy like Yager kind of, like, dipped off was that, like, the team around him kind of, like, dissolved. Like, the Panthers in 2016-16, when they were really good, the next year, they fired Gerard Gallant and, like, their entire core got shook up, and Yager was, like, a part of that core, the way it was built, and he was just kind of like, well, like, where do I fit into this now? Like, I don't feel like I belong. And now, like, Ovechkin, it's always like, we are building this team to help, like, to win a cup, but also to supplement the fact that this dude is legitimately the best offensive player of all time possibly. And, like, we're going to make sure he gets those chances that he deserves, which is hopefully what they're going to keep doing.
0: Yeah. You guys want to get into one player we like and don't like on the caps this week?
4: Absolutely. Sure.
0: All right. Uh, Tyler, you can start us off. Um, you know, obviously we played the the three games that we did this past week. Uh, what's uh, one player that stood out to you both uh, – in a good way and a bad way.
2: Uh, I'll start with first pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the good, um, and I'm gonna pronounce the name wrong because I always do the exact opposite. Of what it is either me. Connor Sheary or Connor Sherry? I don't know, um, but he's just been a what is he had like four goals in the past five games? Two last night. I Joey's mean, right now. <laughs> i love Um, to
1: see a short man in sports do well Uh, no bias whatsoever just like no
2: i'm completely completely with you there and i really enjoyed both of his goals last night i mean he just threw it on net which is what we've been asking for like half this capitals roster, or at least try and do something besides obi um and yeah i I think they were two great goals I, i for guys that we don't like i mean i don't know i mean i I was, to be honest, I was a little disappointed in TJ Oshie coming back last night. I didn't think he was We'll
4: see you later, Tyler. It's been right nice up. having you on. Yo, um, Oshie <laughs> is
2: my favorite guy. He's the guy, like, I'm not, I'm not a huge into hockey weeds type of person. But, like, when TJ Oshie is on, I just, like, watch where he is on the ice. I know people do the same thing for, like, Ovechkin. When Ovechkin's on, you just, you don't care what's going on anywhere else. You just watch Ovechkin because something's going to happen. And, like, after the what he did in Sochi, like, Oshie's been my favorite guy. So, but yeah, I just, I wasn't impressed last night for him, but for the week, I don't know. I don't know. These West Coast games are hard to watch the whole games that aren't highlights for Dude, me. I, I, Central I can time agree zone. with you
4: because that like, I'm just like, like it's like 12 and it's the third period and I'm like, bro, I got to go to bed. What the fuck is this? Like tonight it's like, and, like nine. I'm, like, oh, I don't know if I can say over that.
2: Like, I, these, like this week I've had a lot of like nights off. And it's just like I don't want to spend my off nights like staying up watching Capitals hockey like I do every other night. So like gonna try and do something
4: else. Yeah, I feel you. Um yeah, you wanna go?
2: Yeah,
0: sure. Uh my uh my player that I really like this past week, I don't think you guys are gonna take we're gonna take this one. Jake, you can you can relax. I'm not gonna take your guy, whoever it may be. But uh Axel Johnson Fiabi, man. he uh he's he's impressed me because uh he was not good in preseason for us i i remember like if you go and listen to preseason scaries i'm sure i'm sure somebody said that he wasn't good it might have been me i don't know but yeah he he did nothing good in preseason except for freaking get called for penalties and then when he got on waivers and the sabers took him for like two and a half days or whatever it was i was like all right you know i don't care but he's he's been getting his opportunities this past week or so, and uh, he's actually very much impressed me. Um, he hasn't been putting up points. He only has an assist. He, I don't think he, he doesn't have any goals. He had his first uh, NHL goal called back. I can't. I think it was against the Kings. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, he, he almost scored his first NHL goal, but Hathaway was offsides or someone was off something something got it called back. But yeah, he, he's not like a point production guy, but the dude is fast as hell. Uh, he's just he's – just, I don't know. He's just been playing really well. He's he's sound defensively. He's he's one of those guys where even if he's not getting off awful lot of shots or making scoring chances, he's just a high hustle guy, high motor, always in the play. He was playing physically even though he's not the biggest guy. Like he's only 189 pounds, but I mean – He's six one, so he know how to throw his, throw his body around. But Axel's impressed me. Also, coolest name in the NHL. But uh, whoa, that was There's it was cool a it was an exaggeration, though. you know. But it's a no, cool Axel's name. Axel's Axel Axel a, a dope sick name. Axel's a dope name. That's a dope. You name. know, it, it's no name, Will man. or Jake or anything. A dope <laughs> That's name. A, no. Hey, yo, Chopra. <laughs> But, Axel uh, is a
3: hockey name, and he has hockey hair too. What's like, yeah? His hair
0: is sick. So you know, uh, you know but uh, well, like that. anyways, uh, for player that I I haven't been impressed with this past week, Uh who, who's who's with TVR? Schultz, right?
1: I damn it. Yeah, it's gonna be Schultz.
0: Uh, TVR is carrying the hell out of Schultz. Uh. Schultz, get your shit together if you're listening. Uh, I know people. Some people like to attack you on Twitter. Some people like to defend you and act all chivalrous. But I'm gonna be straight with you. Fuck get man, your shit I together. Stop shit. getting carried by a by someone who's finally getting minutes in the NHL in TVR. But yeah, yeah. somebody yeah. else can go.
3: All right. We'll just <laughs> um, for player, I thought it did well. I'm gonna say Samsonov. Just because. Yeah, that's know, obvious. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I've thought either one of you guys were going to say it. I'm surprised no one didn't yet. But I didn't um, want to be, you know, take the easy route, right? I know, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but like, he's just been playing well than what we thought at the beginning of the season. We thought he was inconsistent, but he's been, you know, he's back on track. I'm glad he got the two shutouts. He, I'm assuming we'll start him. Not obviously Vtek starting tonight. I'm assuming we'll start yep. him against we the, the Habs. He's just been
1: playing so oh, well. Oh, well, it's free then.
3: <laughs> another, another third shutout shut out in a row. Another, another shutout
1: and that one shouldn't count. If you shut out the halves, it should like just go down as like a point nine three save percent, and then for <laughs> next,
3: you shut out the halves,
4: um, like three forwards.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, player, I thought I did, yeah, mine was also Schultz, for player, who I thought wasn't sorry. Didn't do well, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm trying to think of a new one just off the top of my head. Just rip dude. on Schultz some more. Rip on Schultz? I was just going to rip on Haglund just, just to do dunk it. dunk
4: on that fucker. Yeah, you could. Uh, that <laughs> one, you <laughs> just just on dunk Haglund. on him. Fuck Haglund
1: is like Haglund. perpetually the player we want to see oh, do, do better. Last year it was Dylan. This year it's Haglund. I mean, last
3: year we ripped on Haglund a lot too, but I think. I'm just saying, like, we just ripped on dude Haglund, but can't finish like okay. ever. Oh, not, no, he can't at all. He has feet for hands. <laughs>
1: um busy
3: john stone hands hagglin stone hands uh stone that's my player hands i, I wouldn't just touch on both the things we're going to talk about next but like whatever <laughs>
1: <All> <laughs> we'll, we'll
4: just all talk
3: whoa well, whatever Later. i'll just not go all,
4: all right my one player i'm impressed with um i'm not gonna lie it's actually not samsonov it's not <laughs> cheery oh uh, it's not it's not it a be best it's actually gonna be hathaway um yeah I that was my second one i genuinely no. i remember last week i was like on the fence about hathaway and i was like i don't know what the hell's going on with hathaway he seems like he's sort of like he seemed like he was in the same boat as Haglin, like whether it be the fact that nick Dowd is out and that line isn't together and they're not used with the same chemistry and stuff that they're used to like you know with how well they play together or it was just you know just a bad start to the season i guess it was a bad start to the season because the dude just started scoring goals crazily <laughs> It's really nice to see him score a bunch, especially with the fact that our wing depth was hit very heavily this season with injury. And it's nice to see him scoring a lot. Obviously, guys like Wilson, like we've seen him start to score now, he was kind of snake bitten. Mantha was snake bitten for a while until he started scoring, and then he broke his fucking collarbone. Um, Oshie's back, and he's obviously been good all season. He just needs, you know, some time to get back to the ice and stuff like that. But seeing him score more, Shiri is nice sprong has gotten good chances i think if he's given just a bit more time and chance on the ice he'll score more than what people are expecting um and it's weird i think he's an rfa which is weird because like they're really they're really playing a lot of rfas this year and i think that's because they just want to know what they're getting out of them because at this point they're just like we can't just keep giving them one year deals and seeing um what's his name who was i who I think it'll be interesting this offseason because there are some guys in Hershey, like AJF, like you guys have said, or Leeson, that definitely deserve some time and deserve to get their chance full-time on the roster. And that'll leave guys like Hathaway and Haglin who shouldn't be on this team next year. Haglin shouldn't. Um, but, yeah, I think that's one guy I'm impressed with. The one guy I'm not impressed with... Um, <sighs> shit, man, I don't know. Um, no Nah, I, I, like Haglin. <laughs> I mean... This this wasn't you can't, a week where, if you
3: can't think of if you can't think of anyone, just go to the default. This
4: this wasn't triangle. a week where anybody played bad. I just think Schultz. I think that we need to see more looks on defense. Like at the start of the season, the defenses looked very good. The top two pairings are amazing, and TVR is our number five. But well, for all intents and purposes, I don't know what the hell Schultz is doing half the time. He scored a goal opening night, and has all of a sudden vanished, um, and like. I feel like this happened last year where he scored a few goals to start the season and then just all of a sudden was like, yeah, oh, there goes all my production. It's gone. Um, it's like, it's unreal. Like his biggest thing is he's an offensive defenseman. He scores on either side and then he's not terrible in his own end. Well, he's not getting power play minutes anymore because Orlov has proven himself a lot better offensively, defensively. And defensively, he's shit. So I don't know why we're still using him. I mean, at that point, it would be a good idea to see a guy like Chalowski or Irwin get a chance to just play and just see what happens. I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. And we just go back to him, and it's not like it's any any harm done. I mean, we have these guys, so in my opinion, I feel like we should just like give them a shot. Um, like I like I just I don't know what the fuck Schultz's purpose is on this team. I feel like his contract last year was confusing, and to this day, it is still confusing why he's still here. And once again, I, I just his whole tenure with the Capitals has just been very confusing, and I don't know why he's been here. But I mean, he's you know he's been here so. That's all I can say. My just sent me a text to do not stir. Oh, my God. fuck me. All right, Will. Oh, yeah. You...
0: Also, for my – uh, or after, Will. Go ahead, Will. Sorry.
1: Um, I don't think there's too much to say that haven't been touched on. I will say um, I think the player that's impressed me uh, that maybe isn't as obvious. Like, obviously Samsonov, obviously Ovechkin, those guys. Kuznetsov's had a great year. Uh, recently, I've liked Faravari a lot, um, just because, you know, he's a guy who's coming into his first real full year in the NHL, and a lot of us, myself included, were calling for him to be in the NHL, you know, when Brendan Dillon was running around in the defensive half doing whatever the heck he was doing. Having fun. Um, being bought, that, when he got destroyed by me because of advantage, I that was anything. like, the I was, final like, That's the I was end. like, this I've fuck is not a i had enough of go. this guy. I'm exactly. done. I defended like, this minutes man, lap, like, and you just got I exposed
4: can't by a borderline yeah. second liner. Fuck you.
1: Um, but, but is just stepped in. Zipanejad against
0: us is a heart candidate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, he is the heart winner. Um, but yeah, um, he just stepped into a top two defensive pairing with John Carlson, who's never been particularly fantastic defensively and looks really good and makes that pair look really good. And he scored a few goals too. He's doing everything you would want from a young guy. You know, is he a heart candidate? No, but that's not what you're asking him to do. You're asking him to do his job and i want the next kill
4: makari goes back to hershey
1: (laughs) yeah and then as far as badly it's really hard to say if anyone's been bad oh also Protus really impressed me Mm -hmm. but um it's hard to say anyone's been particularly bad you guys are harping on schultz and rightfully so uh i guess just call Haglin, like just go to practice for like Eight hours a day, just... and just shoot the puck. Just don't never even, leave. Practice. Don't even put skates on. Just shoot the puck. I, I just don't. I don't. It's like his his finishing has to be like historically bad. Like I, I've never seen any player that gets as many high danger chances over like the course of like two years and just consistently flubs them like it's not like oh my god Hagelin got robbed it's like no Hagelin robbed himself by doing what he did it's just oh, inconceivable so, so I
4: need to see a J
0: Fresh share. chart card player card for Hagelin like what percentile it's like it's doing like, doing. It's, it's, like
4: you, it's like those like Madden memes where like we gave a player 99 stats except catching and he's a receiver it's like he gets every single good stat except that stat that's important this guy can't score. Who the fuck put a curse on Carl Hagelin? I gotta know. This man doesn't deserve it. He's not a bad person. He just sucks at his job. That's one. That's a different thing.
0: I also wanna wanna back up my Axel being good claim. Uh, I'm looking at a, a nice charts that. Uh, care. I care. Okay. Uh, something that Blake posted two days ago. We love you, stat guy Blake. Um, yeah. Johnson Fialbi leads our team right now in uh, expected goals against per 60 by a decent margin. He's been on the team Pretty much everyone. It's like what? It's he's like... played seven. Whoa. Nice try. Still. But um, nice try. Anyways, um, <laughs> I mean that's more than a lot of people. Anyways, uh, so he he's his expected goals against per 60 is like just above 1.5, which isn't bad. And then everyone else around our team is like between, like, 2 and 2.5. So, okay. yeah. Axel for the Selke. Uh Yeah, and guess who the two worst people on our team are for expected goals against gonna for be, 60? It's
4: going
0: to be Schultz and Schultz. it's going to be Haglund. Schultz and Haglund. <laughs> Hathaway's in third by not too much, and then everyone else is, like, in the middle. The but, yeah, Schultz and Haglund are our two worst defensive players. But, I mean, that's also probably because... Hagelin plays a lot of penalty kill minutes. Uh, or <coughs> sure. no, uh, no, no, it's five v five. It's five v five. The is five v five. I'm reading it. This chart is five v five. Hagelin and Schultz are our two worst defensively. Goals against expected players per sixty. So yeah. I'll
1: scratch Hagelin, not Fiala. Changed my mind. Yeah, 100. Yeah. All right. Well,
4: All right. Uh, since we since yeah, we're so, shitting on him we'll, a bunch, we might as well talk about it. Uh, Carl Hagelin's become a problem, everybody. What are we gonna do about him? Now I haven't checked trade his up. contract. <laughs>
1: We can't just trade trash. No we one's care. gonna trade for Carl no one's gonna, Okay, I've I've come a to the
4: realization I've seen God. He's not gonna be traded. I have retracted my statements from two episodes ago. He's no longer worth it. But I think is this a situation where like Richard no, that's not even fair. Richard Ponick actually didn't suck for us. He was actually good. We just never Richard
0: Ponick him. was good.
4: I just, like, with, with him, it's like, is there a team... Tyler, you, you should probably know this. Is there a team out there that would be desperate enough or stupid enough to take Carl Highland and trade for whatever reason, do you think? <laughs> Coyotes, uh, maybe. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean... I think they, yeah, I think he the easy agents, though. You were like, you were
0: like, um, <laughs> the, the easy I agents, mean, maybe the no. Coyotes no just to Hagelin.
2: grant a favor so they can like kill his caps, uh, his cap hit. He's only 33 be... years old, though. So,
0: no one's the gonna kind of trade gonna for an AHL time, player I mean. worthy. He's 33.
4: They have no good players <laughs> besides like a couple guys.
0: The Coyotes are about to become the
3: Nordiques again. <laughs> Oh yeah! I wouldn't those jerseys back in the league.
4: Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I I was I was looking after this, and I think there's a, there. Um, it's not Edmonton. I thought Edmonton because I was like, fuck it, just put them on line with Connor McDavid and see what happens. That'd be hilarious. Just you wouldn't Carl crack Haglund, their top six Connor McDavid. They wouldn't crack
0: Gallagher. that top six. Their top six is like the best in the league, arguably. Yeah. Yes, it, is. Their yeah, it is. Is top, the best. And then who's what a better is? top six than the Oilers right now?
4: Probably the Maple Leafs, I think. Balance-wise. No. 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 Get out of there. Oh, Martyr, someone Matthews, hit the food button. Martyr, Matthews, you just
0: started your statement off with Marner.
4: He's been their leading scorer the past three years. He, he has been good the last couple of okay, weeks. Like, I'll give can him you that. Fuck, but, like, no. Oh, my God. But you no. started the sentence with Marner. Okay. It's better than starting with fucking uh, Zach Hyman. Like
0: Zach Hyman has like 11 goals or something. Or not 11. but 11 He's... Goals.
4: But Hyman is producing I like hell, so that would be a terrible very interesting take. For him would possibly be... Let's look at this. I don't care what you just Let's
0: look at this because I want to show oh you my how long you
1: are. Exactly. Um, how does I, Andrew, Manjiapani have 14 goals? Manjiapani is
0: nasty. I said yeah, that like the with the Travis saying. episode. I, I, Philly, you, I, I thought the Kraken Zach Hyman has eight goals, bud. Nice okay, try. Cool, <laughs> don't care,
4: anyways. I think the Kraken would be an interesting team. 14 about. points. I finish? Yay, fuck. Nobody cares about Zach Hyman. Um. It, I think the President cracking would be wanted. interesting to try and see what would happen, see if they would, like, go for him because, I mean. They don't dude, want him. Dude, I don't care, man. They don't have – They're At this point, At this
1: point, it's would a team take a cap hit for for a draft pick? It's Absolutely. not – can, it? yeah, kind of yeah. can we just buy
4: out his contract? No,
0: Montreal. That yeah, that's Montreal would fucking
4: love Carl Haas. Can we
0: just buy out his contract? How much would that
1: hurt That's not how that works. It's not a good idea.
4: He's also a free agent in a couple seasons, so it's not worth it. How many
0: years are left on his contract? Two. Can we send him to the AHL? No,
4: I mean no one would what? claim him, and he would just be sitting down there, taking up cap space like Kempny. Right? I'd
0: rather him take up cap space in Hershey than on our team. He's
4: making two million dollars e. a That's not exactly smart business moves.
0: Yeah, but he's not hurting the Capitals on the ice if he's not on the ice. He's hurting
4: us on the books, and that kind of matters more in the sense. Right now,
0: he's hurting us on the books and the
3: ice. He's not I'd really
4: rather him terrible on us the on ice the for winning games, but he's just. He's kind also of...
3: hurting my eyes. So whatever can get rid of him, I don't care. <laughs> And... I would
0: rather have <laughs> any given one of the five people in this call right now on the ice on offense than Carl
4: Haglund. I feel like I could score more, honestly. And I, I, like I, like have I have better hair. Let's, I have long hair, and I can shoot yeah. the puck properly. So I could basically just switch out like just right, putting I, in a Let's, let's move.
3: Let's move. I feel forward. like my take last week was good about how. I want.
4: I think I. Should, I want to ask. I want to. Sorry, Jake. I want to ask Tyler this. What, um, Jake? Sorry, you can't say sorry. Ahead, I'm just sorry. Just go ahead, Jake. Yeah. Bob, Bob. Slack. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. Sorry. Are hey, you saying last
3: week? Anyone? You know? I remember how you would like skate on like your hardwood with new socks, and you could do that. Just you can fill in for Carl Haglin.
4: Dick,
3: what are you doing? <laughs> he i muted mute him
1: no we can still hear
4: him <laughs> I yeah he unmuted, <laughs> he unmuted
3: himself ah. yeah
4: um, but yeah go ahead
3: that's all i needed to say go
4: ahead okay uh tyler i wanted to ask you this because you obviously work closely about the capitals is there anybody you like i think could be interesting to bring in for the capitals like we a couple weeks ago talked about possibly mark-andre Fleury. Yeah possibly but like is there any like forward guys you would think about defensemen that are kind of grabbing eye you'd be like maybe they'd be good to put into this team just for like the fact that you know Matt is not going to be playing till maybe the playoffs possibly like do you see any of that happening or do you see them kind of standing put this season
2: um off offensively i don't think they're really going to do much if i'm being honest because i mean a lot of the guys are not producing to their levels besides ovechkin and you got to assume everyone's going to eventually – I mean, T.J. She's coming back. I mean, he's not He's not a very – he's not an OV, but, I mean, he's still going to get you a solid goal production once every four games with that and three points every other night or so. So these guys will perform. It's just it's not working right now. I do like the idea, though, of bringing in, like, a veteran goaltender. I know three goalies on a roster isn't exactly what every team kind of looks to strive for, but I mean, they had a plan last year with uh, Lundqvist that didn't work out. Let's
4: do it again and with Flurry. I think that,
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think there, I think there's a valid reason to be able to do that. I mean, it, if the Penguins were relevant in the playoff race, I know it's way too early to talk about playoffs, but if the Penguins were relevant? Yeah, I think you bring in Flurry just as like a a mind trip, you know, just to go against Pittsburgh, and everyone would be into that because of the rivalry. Um, Pens
1: are always in the playoff race. I think they're they're, they're good until they're year. not in the playoffs. Not the this playoff. year. No, they're until the Penguins are not in the playoffs. They're in the playoff race. They're
4: in the playoff race. They're in the 100. It's the fact you got to remember with the Penguins is they're still missing Malkin. He's still out, so like they could get better. Yeah, they get 100%. I want to ask you yeah. guys
0: though, because we're talking about goaltending now. Um, yes or no to this? Either one of our two goalies, Sammy or V would you be okay with trading either one of them one for one for Flurry or a good, solid veteran goalie that's still playing well to have them for one or two years?
4: Not anymore.
3: If it means not right now, better, no. I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, not right now. You say now? Like, like, right at the Yeah, because, I mean,
0: right now in the past week, they're both playing yeah. considerably well, and all of a sudden Samsonov heard all of his slander and is playing well again. But, like... We don't need two good goalies. I mean, if one of them can stay consistent, like, but, I mean, Flurry's an established, you know, goaltender. He's most likely going to the Hall of Fame. He won the Vezina last year. Our defense is somewhat decent enough. If we put Flurry in that, I feel like it could be improved for a year or two. So are you opposed to that or not?
4: No, I am. Um, I think trading them both when they're RFAs would be really stupid. Um, especially the, without getting their full value this season, just cause you know, I, I was one of the people that was like, that was like, it would be hilarious to get flurry. But like, I think I was, I, I was also, also want to flurry
0: for the memes. Just the fact that, that it would was be like, hilarious. obviously just like to the see how like
4: how, how pissed penguins fans get. That'd be hilarious. But I do, I think would buy that
0: Jersey and like walk around the streets I of Covalchuk Pittsburgh. Jersey.
4: I'd be buying that jersey. Um, <laughs> no,
3: that's like, that's like, um, Travis no uh, quiz. Yes.
4: I bought a cobalt truck jersey. You want to see it? It's, Stupidest thing I ever bought in my life. I don't know why. I Says
0: the guy who has a Jake Gensel jersey. For
4: some it was. <laughs> oh, look at this! All right. We gave him a so, throw round pick for two goals, and this is what I got.
0: <laughs> nice. Two goals so, in like twenty games. This is all yeah, I got. Yeah, and you got a and you got a Mantha jersey, and he got hurt. But, hey, he'll uh, be back. He'll be back. that's yeah, yeah, gonna be a stud. Okay. Don't worry yeah, about nah, yeah I know. I I agree, but uh. So, obviously, Samsonov has played on his head the last two games, two shutouts in a row. First Caps goalie to do that since, like, 2017, I think it was. VTech is starting tonight against the Kraken. But what is what is Sammy playing exceptionally well the past two games due to our goaltender situation? Stay like, are we just going to go back to last year where it's, like, they're both getting, like, half of the starts or – cuz like obviously the beginning of this year it's been VTech mostly cuz Samsonov wasn't performing as well but if he's going to now again it's like you know we can't just go on forever with both of them being half starters one of them's going to demand a trade and it's not going to last you know no I mean no one now,
1: wants for now they're fine for n-
0: right now it's okay but like if it goes on this way for the rest of this season, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them's like, all right, if I'm not going to be the full, full-time starter, then let me go. This year? After this season.
4: Uh,
1: I mean, as like, it this stands, neither, neither of them have the stature to to do such a thing. I,
0: I mean, they've... I think both of them could be starters on other teams. So I, I don't. what's stopping them from being like, you know, I want to be a full-time starter. Send me somewhere else.
1: You've had really good goaltender tandems in a lot of, NHL team. I mean, mm-hmm. they had Flurry and Leonard last year, and that was a standing duo for a couple of years. I mean, it's not like you can't have two good goalies as long as they're both getting paid and they're both playing, they'll be fine. Yeah, it's not but like do we
0: want to be paid? But like when we have to pay them again, we're gonna, they're going to they're Well, that's when more. you make the decision. But yeah, that's yeah.
1: for now, saying, we don't like, have to. Like, for like, now, so we like just like roll with odd hand. Yeah.
4: They're both young RFAs, it's, and they're on our team. They're going to be on our team, or they just won't play next year unless they get sheeted. Which someone's gonna have to offer sheet them like a decent amount of money and like give up draft picks to us. Which if they give like we'll, be, we'll off, take. if they give Sam or Vita Vanachek like six mil a year and we get a first second and third round, fuck it man, goodbye, have fun. We'll deal with the other yeah. one.
2: I don't know about you guys, but when when Vanicek got injured and then they pulled up from call, I for one, when that first happened, I was like, uh oh. Sammy's in the doghouse. That's a, instantly like... Me too. Same.
4: I, a what
0: lot of people it? thought that might be what it was. I'm a and big Cali supporter.
3: Back to back
4: I, I think the big thing with Sam Sonov was that game against Florida really got into his head a little bit because it was er, he was brought... He started that game. He was supposed to start that game, then was pulled, and then was put back in, and then it was like he just pulled himself, which like you don't see that happen a lot, which if a goaltender is pulling himself, that means he knows something's up, and he's like, I got to get out of this fucking game. Usually, goaltenders are very prideful, they'll want to mm-hmm. stick through things unless, like, they're getting shelled over and over again, like Patrick Raw was that one time. Um, does anybody remember that game? Pat the Patrick Raw game, the last yeah, played for the that was that was like the day, yeah. Then he, he got, got like, scored on nine he, times. He vowed, he vowed oh, to leave, okay. he He, and then he to leave turned after around that. to the GM and said, You need to trade me, I'm not playing another game for you. And he yeah, said, you to I man. would do Colorado Avalanche. I think that's what I like. No, sh- like, it's that's awful, but I think. It's good to see him get back on track and to play. At, he's playing at his peak right now, and it's not like peak like it's always gonna get worse. But like he's playing at what he could be right now, which is an absolutely dynamic goaltender that can shut down any like like. Even though the Sharks didn't play terribly last night, anything they did last night was like they they didn't get anything going. Like he was there to stop most of it. They got lucky. There was a couple post shots, but I mean, shit, you want to be lucky sometimes. And I think it's good to see him playing that well, especially with Vanek playing well. Um, But I think just Tandeming them is probably fine I think Fukali was a nice story um, He was awesome to see him Get a shutout in his first game It would have been nice to see him get more But I think with both of them playing well It's just it's good to stick with what you know is going to work this season And maybe next year he'll get chances Since one of them might be gone So we never know But for right now just stick with them And uh, just play it out I don't think we need a veteran goaltender yeah. Unless the goaltender becomes an issue Which it's not and I don't see it becoming an issue
0: yeah I wasn't I wasn't trying to come off as like saying like I want one of them gone obviously right now in the situation we're in I'm fine with both of them being here if they're both not you know obviously like I want to leave if we're not paying either of them a boatload of money you know if we can afford to have both of them playing you know I don't see any problem with it but yeah I don't I don't think we need a veteran if they're both going to continue to perform decently so I'm cool with both of them right now but we already we already touched on the power play and the injuries, so we were gonna talk about those more, but we've kind of already covered both of them, so we'll just we'll just skip over that but uh in a half hour at nine o'clock p m eastern time, it's not gonna start until like nine forty five because that's how the n h l works. But we play the Seattle Kraken tonight. Uh, I'm glad to
2: know that we aren't the only ones that make that joke at work, especially for west coast games like literally it's like Open uh ten o'clock putt drop is gonna be ten twenty five before we get anything at
0: the earliest yeah 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 but uh I guess since we're cutting a couple things out we can go a little more in depth uh like just uh, analyst analysis and stuff for the cracking in tonight
4: that uh, shouldn't take too long I mean time I mean like I'm not
0: saying like talk for about it for an hour but we can like not just say score predictions we can actually like talk about the game itself yeah, sure. uh, yeah. I guess I guess we can start off with predictions and then just talk about stuff revolving around the game as we go but uh Tyler how do you see our game against the Kraken going tonight
2: uh tonight I mean after what the Golden Knights did I mean I think Kraken has been pretty disappointing team I mean I watch them just because it's the Kraken and I just want to see them do well and they have the best sweater kit in the entire league in my opinion yeah um but I I mean what I I would say probably what 4-1 maybe they get a uh empty netter um but they they aren't a good team they're letting pass a lot of goals yeah yeah <laughs> keep, they, keep it simple i'm not i'm not impressed they, with that. they didn't they i
0: like i think everyone's like still kind of baffled by it like i don't know what the hell they were doing when they were drafting like they didn't really draft any like solidified goal scorers like i mean you got like eberly and like schwartz and like yanni Gord, but it's like they had the chance to take tarasenko they didn't Tarasenko's playing pretty well now again uh who else did they pass on they passed on someone interrupts me i can't remember there was
2: someone else that they should have taken but they didn't it's almost like i don't know when you have you played like a dynasty sports league It's almost like that's kind of the direction they went, where it's like, oh, in like three years, they could be good and they might have enough pieces to put together a trade for a bigger name. But yeah, I mean, this season is like a wash almost. Yeah. They're, they're four, 12, and one right now.
4: Their biggest Uh, thing is their defense and goaltending, which was supposed to be their strengths, have been god awful.
0: Yeah. I I think, like, obviously, I mean, Grubauer was a Vezina candidate last year. He's obviously a good goaltender, but I mean, we can all agree. Like, I mean, he was good on the caps at times, but I think a big part of why Grubauer was so good last year was because he was, you know, backed up by like arguably the best defense in the league last year in the avalanche. And, you know, now he's in front of a, he's behind a defense that's, you know, turbo ass. So
4: it's not like they're bad people. I just think they're not used to playing because they're all from, that's the thing about expansion teams. It's so weird is like, like, Vegas was good because some of the play pieces they took had played under Gallant before. Like, Marsha so and Riley Smith, they were used to what Gallant did in um, Florida. Now you got Ron Hextall, who last coached a shitty Flyers team and has now been in charge of a bunch of different guys from different teams. Like, nobody knows who this dude is. Nobody knows the type of system he runs. He's also a bad coach. I'm just gonna be honest. He's a terrible head coach. They should not have hired him. Gerard Gallant was like right fucking there, and they showed Ron Ekstall. Um And now it's like it'll be interesting if the goaltending starts playing better and they start getting better performances. That if maybe that'll help them. But I just I I, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. I really don't. I'm am kind of sad too. I'm exi- A lot of the they have a lot of good players and they could be a lot better than they should be. But I uh. If we're talking predictions here, if anybody was not in the middle of a prediction, I'll make mine since I'm talking. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like it's either gonna be a blowout or we lose like four to one or something. I'm just I'm gonna lean toward we blow them out because I think Grubauer is gonna have a rough night unless it's Dredger starting tonight. But either way, uh, six, oh, to, fair,
3: one. Yeah. six tonight, to one. They just ruled Oshi out tonight, by the way. Oh, sweet, that.
4: that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so day to day with one. a lower body. Yep. Yeah, whatever. vtech yeah.
0: starting tonight for us, and Grubauer is starting for them.
3: vtech Vanacek revenge game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny.
3: Yeah, no, he, um, Capitals are gonna win tonight pretty easy. Uh, Kraken have stunk <laughs> like all season. Right? Like their goaltending is not even good, and Grubauer is a good goalie. So kind of shocked about that. They just have he just has no help, really, yeah. on defense either. So. It's just, really watch us losing overtime. It. I'm really scared yeah. to play
4: Brandon Tanev. He fucking owns us.
3: Their starting center
0: it's... is Alex Wenberg.
4: They have yeah. what's his name, Matt Benner, Matty Benner's from
0: Matt Veneers. Yeah, he's gonna be good in a year or two. He's gonna be their um...
4: number one center very soon. And right. You're gonna have. him yeah, to be good. What about yeah, Jaden I'm Schwartz?
0: Really... He's their second line left winger.
4: Oh, yeah. Was center. Yeah. Who's their second first line? First players? line.
0: Their first line is Jordan Eberly, Alex Wenberg, and Mojo. We all miss him. And then second line is Jaden Schwartz, Yanni Gord, and Kale Yarncroft.
4: Where the fuck's Eberle playing?
0: I just said first line, left wing. Oh.
4: Well, they have Tanev, Eberle. Tanev's on the third line. They have Wenberg, Schwartz. What the fuck, man? Maybe they're not that good. I totally misread this team. I really did think they could be a pretty good team this year, but I guess they just decided to be an actual expansion Nah,
0: once. I didn't yeah. think they were gonna make the
1: playoffs. I thought they were gonna make the playoffs as a product of their division, not their actual talent level.
0: Yeah.
4: Sometimes it's all it right. takes. I mean shit. The How team many team goals
0: does
3: OV score tonight?
4: not three we need two. to consider the loss.
1: As long as he gets one, I'm happy.
4: If yeah, he, I he gets one, I I think I'm he scores happy.
3: two. I think it's a. I think we went five one.
4: I think it needs to be
3: That's happy. all that's all. I think it'll be like four to
1: two. Us, I just want them to win. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to not win. go
0: to overtime. Honestly, actually, no, I want it to go to overtime and I want to win in overtime. <laughs> I need that. Can, can you also hear me? By the way, yes, we can hear All you. Right, cool. My stuff died. <laughs> All right, um, is there anything uh specific about this game that you guys are? Thinking is going to be a factor that you want to look forward to.
4: Well, first time playing Climate Pledge will be interesting. The new Seattle arena.
3: Yeah, I was planning on going to this game beginning of the season, but I had school. Yeah. Also, speaking
0: of jerseys, Jake mentioned uh, the Nordiques jerseys, and uh, Tyler mentioned the the Kraken jerseys. Are we going to talk about that new New Jersey jersey? Oh,
4: that thing is atrocious. Ugly
0: it's atrocious have you
4: seen it tyler the new new jersey thirds
0: and yeah, i'm pulling it up now new new jersey
3: jersey it's jersey so yeah the jersey jerseys bad. the new jersey jersey jerseys what does that represent in anything it represents <laughs> the
4: like worst state in the united states <laughs> is
3: this it the took,
0: green one no no it's black no, it's, um, it's, not, like, it's like they took the old blackhawks oh, winter sorry, classic jersey sure copied and pasted it then just put the word jersey on the middle
3: yeah it's, it's awful it's it's bad it's the worst state's ohio don't
0: when they when they like had leaked it that new jersey was gonna get a new black alternate i was like this is sick i'm gonna buy an alex holtz or a or a what's his name dougie so hamilton bad. jersey i was like i'm gonna get so one bad. of these jerseys it's gonna be tough and then they post that and i was like this has to be a joke which is
4: Because they have really good jerseys, like the regular jerseys are really good, and their green green one is really good. This is disgusting. Like, what the hell happened? Was like,
0: I just want to talk to whoever was in charge of this and like agreed upon it.
4: If it, I think if it had different colors, it'd be better because the coloring is just disgusting.
0: Like, do you guys do you guys think that like there's any chance that I mean they probably already like started mass producing it to like release it, but. It would be hilarious if, like, just, like, how bad the Twitter and, like, media backlash was against it. It's like they just, like, pull it and they well, don't release the, it. That remember, no. the
4: Chargers, the LA Chargers original logo was really shitty and it was had so much bad outlash. They just yeah, really the came. horse. It looks so that bad. One? It yeah. looks so bad. But, I mean, it's too no. They've already released shitty jerseys before.
0: They'll do it again. They don't care. Will, did you make a prediction for the Kraken game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I, said, I think they win.
0: Okay. Uh, so so we all think we're going to win
1: tonight. Absolutely. But uh,
0: after after tonight against the Kraken, we play the, the Habs on Wednesday and we play the Panthers on Friday. Both of those games are at home. Finally, it's been a while since we played at home. Uh, how do you guys think those games are going to go? I personally think we're going to beat the Canadians, at least we would all hope. If we don't, that would be very upsetting. Panthers – the Panthers haven't been as hot as they started off the season the last week or so, but – I think regardless, that's going to be a tough game, but uh, I mean, Isn't... we're hot right now. Yeah. The Panthers are, you know, the Panthers. So I mean, they're a good team. We can definitely not play down to their level. It's very possible that we do because we're the Caps. But Hell yeah, I think bad. we, the Rangers, just beat the Sabers five to four. Sorry, Jake, but uh. Our Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, America's team. But America's uh, team. I say I say we beat the the Canadians and then Panthers. I think it's gonna go down to like the third or possibly overtime. I think we might lose that game, but it's definitely gonna be really close and good to the wire.
4: Yeah, I think we win both too. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think the the Canadians one's gonna be really the one that we struggle in because it's gonna be the first game after like a long West Coast road trip. It's one of our longest road trips of the season, and it's also the one that takes us the farthest. We're obviously going to go out to Edmonton, Calgary, Arizona, Colorado, and Vegas, and, of course, um, other places that are a little bit out west. But I think at this point, um, this is our hardest road trip. But I think we'll win. But I think we'll be good. And I think against the Panthers, I think we'll play really well. Um, yeah, I got I got them winning both. Um, Tyler, what do you think? What do you think about those two games? Uh,
2: I... W- I wish I could make my prediction after I see the game against the Kraken. Cause I just have a feeling after the long road trip, a really successful as presumably successful road trip. If they get the win tonight, I just see that Habs game being a letdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, for the things that you said, coming back, finally home. Uh, I mean, just think you have to deal with all your family stuff all over again. And when you've been able to ignore it for like 10 days and you able to let one God game go
4: family back in my life,
2: <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a factor. Um, and I mean, I know. I mean, a lot of teams have been able to take advantage of both these teams through their power play. And that's just one thing that has stunk. So I think a lot of there's a lot of reason for the Caps to get up for the Kraken game, especially for Vanecek. And I mean, Oshie's not playing anymore. Um, but I feel like getting back home, they might be looking ahead to that Panthers game. If tonight was a closely contested game, I think they might pull out the win over the Canadians. But if they win going away 4 1, like I said, Assuming my form of correction is uh, prediction is correct, I'd actually probably cite two one Canadians just because it has trap game kind of written on it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also also for the uh, the game against the Panthers. It's the day after Thanksgiving, so we got uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So we got to take in the factor, you know, people are probably going to be skating a little bit slower.
4: But, <laughs> well, also, remember some of them aren't exactly they're not Americans. Some of them aren't Americans. So they aren't cel- celebrating Thanksgiving.
0: Well, I mean, I man, think people that any to excuse still celebrate Thanksgiving though.
2: Yeah, any excuse to get together any a crap ton of food, Fair. I think can be celebrated Fair. in many yeah, many countries.
4: Yeah. Is there anybody playing Thanksgiving Day?
2: Probably
0: not. I don't think so. I, usually, I think they, live yeah, like they, the stick a, they on
4: Christmas. They, I know that, but I know No Day. one
0: plays on Thanksgiving.
4: Damn! Really? Yep. That sucks. are they Christmas. <gasps>
3: Jake, Will, oh, what see. do you guys think for the um, two games after tonight? I think we beat. I'm just gonna go quick. I think we beat the Habs and then we lose to the Panthers. I think the Panthers are gonna. I mean, you said they haven't been playing as hot as they have, but they're still a really good team. So I think we lose to them, and then, uh, then we we beat the the Habs. I don't think. I think the Habs game's gonna be close, like three two. I don't. I don't think we'll go to overtime. But I said that about the Ducks game and it went to, time and we lost. So who knows? We got to remember
0: we're we're the fourth best team in the NHL now. So right, well, yeah. you know we're fourth gonna best. beat everybody. <laughs>
4: Well, who you got for the next two games, buddy?
1: Um I I mean I don't I don't think they can find a way to lose to these teams, so I'm not too worried about it.
4: You know one mm-hmm. of the teams is the
1: best. What about the right Panthers? Now, right? Oh, you're talking about the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, they I, that's just not a game you can predict. I don't know. It's just kinda of, you just have to watch it. Like they're 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 that's they're some a great
4: team. Shit right there, my man. That's, um, some deep, that's some deep hitting stuff. No, I, I mean I get where he's coming from.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, it's you one gotta... of those
0: games where like it's gonna it could go either way. Absolutely. It's just but depending on that day. I will
1: say that the game we lost against them, we played better. It's yeah, our a lot. yeah, our goalie, our our goalie let us down. So I
4: I, I want to say that's the one game this season where I'm like, yeah, that's the goaltender's fault. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Everybody else was doing their job.
0: If we can have decent goaltending against the Panthers on Friday, I think we have a chance of beating them. But I'm, like Will said, I think it's gonna. I'm concerned it's not really something Nebraska we could like in the full
4: game. That's the one thing because he was pulled through that start too, and he was diming us up. Like, he's, he was diming us up, and he was, like, pulled for some reason. Did they ever say what happened to him in that game where he was pulled? Like, he was in the middle of his start, and then after the first first period, he was pulled, and they never said anything. They never said it was an injury. I'm not looking at the text yet. Um, it, um, he was pulled. Did anybody ever see if he, they said it was, like, an injury? He got, he got injured. He got injured?
1: Yeah, I'm almost certain of that.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, I hope I, – I, like – i don't hope for injury obviously it's sad that he got pulled because he's a good person and a great player so i'd be interested to see how we play against him for a full game but if it's spencer Knight, we're gonna own that little fucker but if it's spencer it's, it's Sergei we're probably gonna spencer get Knight play. is like
0: arguably a calder candidate this year but um all right so hard, he's, he's, says yeah. who yeah. yeah he's a rookie he's a rookie He's mean, technically, he's a yeah, I, mean, I mean right, like it's it's Cider and it's Raymond, Cider, Raymond and, and Mercer is really good and now. And Zegris, Mercer, and the guy on the and Byram on the <laughs> nice, but uh the guy on the the abs.
4: Yeah, I'm but, just going to go ahead and tell you right now that his save percentage currently is .904, which isn't super impressive, but it's okay. No, yeah, I
0: mean, he's not going to win it, but he's in the conversation to an extent, so, I mean, also, I wouldn't Stinger call Cox, him a little he fucker.
4: One in regulation, lost in regulation yet. He hasn't lost in regulation.
1: No, he is, he is, he, is he fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. very he's good.
4: Which, to be fair, Sam Stonoff hasn't lost in regulation yet either, but. Really? I don't think so.
0: Joey, would you like to do the I'm honors gonna... for our Manscaped Read Now? I oh, yeah.
4: would absolutely love to do the honors, EA. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I have been fucking waiting for this, people. You have no idea. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <just read> it. <laughs> Whenever you're ready.
1: Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> just give me
4: please minute. just say just it. give me one minute, please. Or I'm going to do it. I got you. Ho ho ho, gentlemen, the holidays have come early this year as Manscapes has have as Manscapes have the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it comes out of your trousers, and that's why Manscaped, leaders in below the waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code PHP for twenty percent off. And, of course, that free, delicious American shipping, baby.
0: I believe it's free shipping worldwide. Doesn't
4: matter. I had to add American. But worldwide shipping for, of course, Manscaped. You know the code. It's PHP. Please go use it. Do whatever you can. Buy whatever you want. They give us great products. They gave us this cool little thing to, like, describe everything to. I love this. Um, It's a fucking newspaper, and it's entertaining. It's a newspaper.
0: reusable mat to shave over. Exactly. Wait, so that you can discard of your... It is? Your shavings. This is what yes. this? Yeah, that's the purpose of it. Oh, shit. Wow, you're a, you're a great product tester, Joey.
4: I, I've shaved, it. I know didn't what use it's that for. for what it was. I didn't know that's what it was for. I didn't put, like, now that I know, I'm right. using yeah. it for it. So once again... Go, go
0: to Manscaped.com, use code PHP, 20% off, and free shipping worldwide. Over 4 million people trust Manscaped to keep their family jewels all nice and clean. So we do, too, so you should also. You should
4: trust Manscaped with your
0: life. Yeah, so... Back to hockey uh, around the league.
1: Um, can we? Can we? Call, I gotta call it. I gotta.
0: Yeah, yeah you can go.
1: Well, right,
4: yeah, I'll bye, Will, We love you.
0: <laughs> bye, bye. Later, brother. All right. Um, I guess each of us can say a player from around the league that we like this past week very quickly, and another team that we like this past week quickly. Uh, we'll just do one one that we like, no one that you dislike. Just one player and one team that you like. Tyler, Tyler you, you can start this? us off.
2: Yeah, I can, I can, I don't know if it's necessary this week, but just this season as a whole, I've been impressed with the Red Wings and Dylan Larkin as well. I think Dylan Larkin especially has established himself as one of the, the top goal scorers in the league. Um, he's always been a tremendous talent. It's just that Detroit team's just been god-awful for so many years. Um, I know their goalie situation isn't great, um, but I mean, they've been able to get some key wins and Larkin's also been a huge part of it, especially on uh, even strength. Okay.
0: So you, you got that as your player and your team?
2: Yeah. Player and team. Probably. Not, I don't know. I honestly, I haven't checked their results for this week, but just for, as a season, as a whole, just maybe able to look at it and be like, Oh wow. They're one of the top three teams yeah, in that fair. division. Jake, do you want to go? So no one takes your picks. Uh, no, someone else can go.
0: Cause I don't have a team. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go then. Uh, I'm going back to who I picked. I'm going to pick them again. Uh, two weeks ago when we, when we had our episode with Travis, um, Andrew Mangiapane uh, on the Calgary Flames. Right now he has 14 goals, which is tied per second in the league with Alexander Ovechkin, who I think is a pretty decent player. But, uh, I mean, anytime you're in the same stat line as Ovechkin and it has to do with goal scoring, that's obviously means you're doing something very well. Uh, Mangiapane, I mean, he's never been like a crazy established guy in the league. He's kind of like Troy Terry. Just like this year, he's like really broke out into the scene. And, uh, you know, that's good for him. He's a really good hustle guy. He gets in he gets in there. He's gritty in the paint. He's a hustle guy. He gets the job done. And he's not even a first liner. And, you know, obviously Calgary's been good this year, but I'm not going to pick them. Uh, I don't know. I'll do, I'll do, that's my player. I'll get back to you with a team. So, Joey, you can go.
4: Uh player I've been really impressed with this season probably Rasmus Asplund from the Buffalo Sabres. I really like how he's playing. He's one of the Americans really team, gonna, uh, America's team. He's he's really going to be important to their future obviously. He's not going to be like a superstar, but he's really good to have a guy who's young and exciting um considering most of their prospects either flame out or just leaving for better better pastures like Jack Eichel or others. Um team I've been impressed with probably the Rangers. Um I just yeah. I that's think what I said last week. After the opening night, I was sort of like, "eh," on them. Like, it really just feels like they kind of sh- like shut their whole team up for no reason. But it seems like what they did is working. I think Gerard Gallant was a great hire. Um, their defensive core has played phenomenally this year, and their offensive core is slowly starting to get better. Obviously, guys like Panarin and Zibanejad, Miller, Kako, Lafreniere. Like, at any point in time when Lafreniere plays up to his potential, that team's going to become an incredibly dangerous team because that's a number one overall pick playing like a number one overall pick, and he's going to be really good. Just give him a few minutes, a few weeks, he'll probably figure it out. Um, And their goaltending situation is also very good. Yorgiev and Shostarkin is great to have. Um, Like I said, having a good young tandem like that is definitely a good thing because the good young tandems in the league are succeeding this year. You have Blue Jackets and their young tandem, our young tandem, and, of course, the – Rangers young tandem. That's they're all in the metro, so wonderful. Uh, but yeah, the Rangers.
0: All right. All right. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Let me get my team real quick. Uh, my I team go. is the Maple Leafs. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh you can add to it, I guess. But except for last night, the Maple Leafs lost to the Penguins two zero. So that's obviously not good if you're losing to the Penguins this year by two. But before before last night, the the Leafs had won 10 of their last 11. Uh, Like we said earlier, Marner's starting to score again. He's got, I believe, four goals in like, or, no, actually, he just scored tonight. So, he's now got five goals and 11 assists on the year. You know,
4: someone said he was trash. I wonder who that was.
0: I mean, he started off the year terribly, but he's doing better now. That's my point. Uh, You know, Matthew's just starting to score some now Again, etcetera. They're, they're one of the best top six, four groups in the league. They're not the best. The Oilers are better, but the Leafs have started to get their shit together again. They are second in the Atlantic behind the Panthers with 12 wins. So yeah, uh, the Leafs have been good lately. God,
3: Sorry, Jake. Man. It's fine. <laughs> um, was... Our weekly stealing of my pick. For... Yeah, I was gonna say the Maple Leafs for my team because they've just been playing very really well, and I think they're winning right now. You said Marner scored tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marner yeah, scored. They're I playing mean, the Isles right now. Been... Yeah, they've been playing very well. Um, I don't know what to say that you didn't just say because I was gonna say it, but for my player is is actually Jake Oettinger of the Stars, mm-hmm. the goalie. Sixty-three saves in his last two Stars. He's been playing pretty well. I think Hol is Holby still hurt
4: yeah
3: he's been playing pretty well his last couple starts so also got a really cool first name yeah really dope name (sighs) that's 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 yeah
0: who was your team that you picked
3: maybe i i couldn't think of one off the top of my head it was the maples but all right so uh important question
0: for you tyler um i don't know if you've ever if you've picked up on it yet but uh Whenever we have nice guests like yourself on our show, we uh, we ask you this question and somehow alter it into being the episode's title. But uh, you are not allowed to say some basic shit like cheese or pepperoni. But uh, what is your ideal
2: slice of pizza? Oh, great question. Uh, I'm I'm a Hawaiian pizza guy, so I my guy. You gotta oh, yeah. have not just the ham and the pineapple, but you also have to have the bacon on top. The bacon like that's caps why, it that's perfectly. Literally, that's
0: literally my answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to give you the title now because it's like that's my
3: favorite. Like, no, <laughs> like, we'll we'll make
0: the title like Tyler and Eric agree on pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo, if Jake, You high- say that was oh, an story? hour and a half
4: of content that gets to that, and it's like, oh that's what the title's about. <laughs>
2: Yo, I maintain if you don't like pineapple on pizza, you have never tried it. Never I'm tried. Trying, no, yeah. Just, not, we could make the bad. title "pineapple belongs
0: on pizza." There yeah, we, we go. No one's gonna yeah. watch
4: this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone that's so eating
0: like, pineapple
3: on a pizza will. Yeah. So
0: they'll be. We could We can, we so can just make the title like "pineapple?"
2: Question <laughs> right. mark.
3: No, it's not my favorite, but that's I like that. It's not my favorite, but it's good. Do you have any questions for us, Tyler, that we
0: could answer you? We just always ask that, just in case there's anything you're wondering or want to. Anything else you want to left to talk about?
2: No, just kind of one that I just I'm always just curious on the. I mean, you. I think it was you, Eric, that talked about earlier, just how the team can be the top team in the league, and we always find things to nitpick about them because it's never good enough it's, n- it's never good enough
4: we want a um, cup. we just want everything now <laughs>
2: like so we're, we're at this point where the team is they're getting older do they have to like what is the how many years are you giving them to try and win another cup like what's what's the range for you guys that I'm you thinking, would get i'm you would put
4: four on it? you got four more years of ovechkin being as good as he is like at this level and then you just C'est la vie. the last year his last season that's going to be when he's chasing gretzky so that's when you're like that's what that season's about the next four years are about getting cups winning titles establishing that this was the best dynasty possibly in dc history like there's only maybe one or two other like grouping of teams i think you could consider in this echelon like the current the recent nats success is probably up in that echelon the redskins or the washington football team when they were before dan snyder bought them um and Wizards never were really that good, um. But you have really that echelon of, um, you want to create that dynasty so that there's no doubt that this legacy. You know these groups of players that look back at this like and think about how this was one of the great dynasties in DC, the greatest dynasty in DC sports, and possibly one of the best in, in hockey sports because. It's really I nice. don't know about that. I think I don't there's know a about few. Like, that. obviously, the, the Montreal Canadiens in the 70s, the uh, Oilers in the 80s. The Pens have been more of a I've dynasty than us lately. The, Black 80s, the late 70s. 2000s. You have the Pens, The Crosby era. I think— You could say the Lightning
2: now, the too. The Lightning. Lightning. Yeah.
4: I think if they were to win maybe two more Cups, maybe one, we'll go with one. They win one more Cup. You're on
0: drugs if you think we're winning two more Cups anytime
4: <laughs> soon. I think if they win at least one more, they definitely um, they definitely can consider themselves one of the best dynasties of the 21st century by far. They can consider it because of just how – because you look at teams like – like dynasties isn't always about winning just the Cups. It's about being successful otherwise than that. Like if you look mm-hmm. at the seasons that – the Penguins to haven't won cups. They're still in the playoff race. Or, you know, you look at the Devils. They were like a cup contender every year in the early two thousands, and now all of a sudden they can't fucking make it to the playoffs. Yeah, like, we're the yeah. we're
0: the team. Aren't I can't remember if we were first or second, but we're like I think we're first. Like most wins in regular season mm-hmm. in the last five years out of any team in the NHL, and then like the Penguins and Lightning were second yeah, and third and or that something. Makes sense because so it's like, like I mean we're we're the last like five ten years we've been a good team. We've been a good franchise we've just only been able to capitalize on it once, but yes. like going back to, to your question, Tyler, about how many years we have left to win cups in the OV era. I think maybe this year and maybe next year. Then after that, I don't think we have a chance of winning another cup with the OV backs from Carlson era. I mean, like you said, they're all getting old, but obviously, like I said earlier, I think OV could be a solid you know, player for until he's 60 if he wanted to, but you know, I just like the team around him. It's like, obviously, you know, Backstrom is an elite player in his career. Obviously Carlson is, you know, etc. but the rest of them, I don't think they can do that until they're 60 like OV can. So I I think I, honestly, I, I think we have a decent shot of winning the cup this year. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year, I would have said you're crazy, but considering how well we're doing, missing so many crucial people, and our power play, which is something that we've always relied on a lot, being so bad this year, and we're still doing well. If we, if when, like, if Backstrom, when, come when Backstrom comes back, if somehow, by the grace of God, Manta comes back for the playoffs, I think we could make a pretty deep run and maybe have a chance of winning the Cup, but at the same time, I don't think we're beating, you know, Carolina or the Panthers or maybe even, like, the Oilers in a seven-game series. So, I don't know, but...
4: If you put a team that actually has a balanced lineup in front of them, they're losing. I mean, we
0: draw, we, we, we take a lot of penalties and the Oilers are insane on the power play. They're like 50%. So if we get into a series with the Oilers and give them three, four five penalties every game, they're going to beat us. So, you know, I don't know. Like their power play is still 40% right now. So, you know, that's pretty terrifying. That is terrifying. But that the is- Preds have the second best power play in the league. That's funny.
4: And they're they're they seeing guys like Duchesne finally play well, which is odd.
0: Duchesne's playing well this year, yeah.
4: I really thought they were gonna be bad, but you know what? I don't know things apparently. Um,
0: is there anything
3: else you guys wanna wanna wait, Jake, talk about? Wait, I do think
4: Jake, Jake. what do you think about the talk window? Like, um, what do you got? Years.
3: I'm, I'm thinking five five years, right? You know, like nearing the end of Obi's contract is where really where it's gonna matter because we don't, you know. Our future after that, we don't know. So, I think, you know, Ovi's going to try and chase a cup, even if he's trying to chase Gretzky. I think he obviously still wants to do both because it's Ovechkin and he's an animal. So, I think I'll give it five years. I know his contract. Is it contract? Yeah, whatever. But I think i give it five years. Um, just he has four more years in his
0: contract after this year. Right, yeah. After
3: after That's that, sad. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if Obi. I don't think Obi really cares about cups right now. I don't think he's gotten gotten his one cup. He couldn't care less. I mean, obviously, like anybody would want another cup, but I don't know. I mean, he said he wanted
2: to play in the KHL before he retired, and it's like, yeah, okay, dude, you run out of like, yes, he can play until he's sixty, and especially in Russia, you can play a lot longer than you can in the NHL. But it's just like, how long does he want to still be playing? You know?
0: Yeah, he wants to raise his children. You know.
4: But. I think I think once the contract's up, he goes back to see the whatever. It's Moscow for a oh, couple yeah. years. Prize win. I think I think it's a matter
0: of if he gets the record or not. Like like I've said this a few times. I think if his five years of his current contract ends and he's like within 20, 30 goals of it, I mean I was I could see him signing another year just to like just to break it and then be like all right I'm done. Like the game after he breaks it, he's like all right I'm done. All you right, bye
4: guys. <laughs> It's like last like, right, of the season, luck. he scores it and breaks it. It's like, we're about to go on a playoff. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. See you guys later. I'm yeah, going to Russia. It's like, <laughs> we, we. It's like, we, I'm going to Russia. Y'all have fun with that shit. <laughs> I think the yeah. biggest thing will be what's interesting is what about Backstrom is going to be the key. Because the last year of his contract, Backstrom won't be signed anything. He will be a free agent. And, like, I mean, that's going to be, like, 38, 39-year-old Backstrom. It's not like he – and at that point, he's played his whole career with Ovechkin. So I don't think he's going to go anywhere. But, like, I don't know, like, what like, – I'm interested to see what happened then because it's like, well – If you know, Backstrom
0: doesn't retire before Ovi does, he's going to retire when Ovi does. He's
4: going to leave. He's not going to stay. He's – the only other person on the team he has a decent friend, like, connection with, like, on that level is probably Carlson. Because I can't of... see
0: him playing anywhere else. I don't think he would.
4: There's nobody really left that he, like – I mean, like, the only person I could see see maybe convincing him is if, if, is if George McPhee is still in Vegas, and he's like, you want to come play for a year under me?
0: Backstrom's never going to play anywhere other than Washington, That's unless it. we, like, trade him right now.
4: Ovechkin, but, I can yeah. see, like, maybe, oh, fuck, who is he? No.
0: Oh, neither of them if are going to play anywhere some, else. He
4: and Malkin might play somewhere. Because he and Malkin are good friends again. Yeah. I know he's I the interesting thing will be like if they go back to Moscow together and play it at CSK and Moscow together one more time. Because they play together at the start of their careers there. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that covers everything, right? Yeah, it does. Alright. Um Tyler, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh it was a pleasure having you here. You're welcome anytime. Uh yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're still here, we love you. Uh, we'll see how this game goes against the crack and it starts up in a few minutes. But other than that, I think that's everything. So yep. thanks for listening, and everybody have a good night. Absolutely. Yep. Take care. Wait, I need an inspirational quote of the day. Have a great Thanksgiving. Absolutely yeah, everybody have a, have a nice Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat pizza. Yeah.
4: Please be safe, obviously. COVID's still a thing. Don't do something stupid. Please. Yeah. I don't um. You on the news today's
0: Today's quote is, life is like a sandwich. No matter which way you put it, the bread comes first. Have a good night, everybody. Chase that. Chase, so- that. That, Chase that the Socrates? bag. Who said Chase that? Chase the bag. That? Socrates. Eric. Eric's.
4: <laughs> it's not Eric's. Somebody else's.
0: All right. Well, thanks, everybody. That. Have Bye. a good night. Bye.